In yesterday's episode, we talked about the importance of knowing your target market because without knowing who your target market is, you're kind of just throwing, throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? When it comes to your product creation, you're like, I'm going to make this and then I need to find people that want this. And that's not a good way to do business. There are a bunch of reasons why knowing who your target market is, is a huge advantage to you. And one of those is knowing where to market, right? Okay. And chances are, if you have a product, you have a business, you have customers, you want to reach those customers, right? Of course. All right. So uh, your customers, depending on who they are, are going to be in different places. And we're going to talk about that in today's episode, starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So let's say your product is helping toddlers learn how to speak, right? Would it be effective for you to go and stand on a local college campus and just start pitching anyone who passes by <laughs> no. about your amazing invention, right? And probably not. All right. Yeah. Chances are your target market is going to be moms, right? Newish moms. Yeah. Okay. And um, and there's not going to be a lot of newish moms on that campus, right? Not to say that there aren't any, but there are a lot better places for you to market, right? Definitely. You know, and and these are things that maybe newer business owners don't really think about, right? Um, when you and the reason I give that example, right, is the the online world is an echo of the, the real world, mm -hmm. right? So while you may not be going to a college online to market your product, you are going to various social networks, right? And your target market, right? I can already tell you right away off the top of my head, your target market is more likely on Pinterest than on Instagram, Okay. And again, it's guilty. That, yeah, it's that same thing that, uh, yeah, some of your audience is on Instagram. No question. It's there's a huge social network. Right. And there's going to be overlap. You know, some of your target audience is going to be in a local bar, right? But that's not the effective place for you to go, right? You want to go to the place where you've got the most eyeballs of your audience so that you can reach the most people, right? It's the efficient thing to do, right? Yes. And so if your target market is moms, you should probably be on Pinterest or maybe some of those mom forums. What are some of those? There's like the nest. Yeah. Yeah. The nest. Like and then there's a bunch of them. There's like mom, but you have mom Cafe forums. Mom, yeah. Cafe moms, another big one, right? There's all these like, like they, they aren't social networks that you think about. It's off like the whole communities built on these websites. Exactly. Yeah. These are like micro social networks that are just filled with your, your customers, right? Yeah. You could be you know, pounding your chest on Facebook. But if you're like inside of some of these like really targeted like forums, it's like you are just surrounded by your target audience. Like everybody's interested. Exactly. You know, and these are the things that understanding who your target market is, is helpful to you, right? If your target market is gamers, then you probably want to be around on Twitch, right? That's where all the gamers are hanging out. Um, if your target market um, are business professionals, you should probably be on LinkedIn. Definitely right? on LinkedIn. You know? Yeah, you can go to Facebook, right? Facebook's kind of like that fun catch-all, right? It's just yeah. like you go there and you know that you've got, you know, 5 billion of the 7 billion people on planet Earth. Right, and obviously Facebook 
kind of makes it a little bit easier for you on there just because you do have groups. Yeah, yeah, you can join groups and right, and you've got that nice targeted community. But here's the thing with Facebook, everybody's on it, all businesses are on it, so you've got increased competition on Facebook, right? There are fewer of your competitors, if let's again stick with the, the mom um, target market, um, fewer of your competitors are going to be active inside of the cafe mom forums, right? And yeah. so that's an advantage to you because you, when you look at your target market, you want to look at the number of eyeballs, but you also want to look at like the number of eyeballs per competitor, right? If you have, you know, 10,000 people inside of a Facebook group, right? Yeah. But you've got 1,000 of your competitors in that Facebook group. That's, you know, 10 people per competitor. Whereas, you know, you go over to Cafe Mom or whatever. You're going to have a bigger market share. Yeah, you'll have a lot more people for you. Exactly. Right? So those are things to consider. That's not to say you can't rise above your competition, but why not go where there's fewer, you know? <laughs> it, it makes sense to me. Fight fewer battles. But um, they, you can, you know, look online and you can find um, there's a great demographic breakdowns of each social network. And you'll honestly be very, very surprised at some of the, the demographic breakdowns that you'll see on the social networks and how specific they are, right? Because social networks realized uh, we, we have to niche down, right? It, mm -hmm. You can't do, Facebook kind of is just a vacuum for all of the various features, right? It started out as like, you can go and post messages here. And then you had like Snapchat and Snapchat was like, we're going to do this cool thing called stories, right? You know, or they didn't call it stories, but it was like 24 hour posts that disappeared. And then Facebook's like, we're going to add that feature, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then they wanted, they wanted to have images, right? They wanted the image search network. So they bought Instagram. And so they're just a vacuum for all of the various features. But, um, when you look at different social networks, they are very, usually very, very specific to what they do because they have to be right. Pinterest can't just try and become Facebook, right? No. It wouldn't succeed, it would probably collapse, right? Pinterest does their little pin board organizing visual style of social network that attracts a certain kind of person. Yeah, they are trying to, to create more of a community feel, um, but I haven't like dabbled enough into it. Like, yeah, for, largely it's been very isolated as a sh social network. Like there wasn't a lot of interaction. Anytime I've been on there, I've tried to do comments on people's pins and stuff very little actual cross interactions one of our one of our sites has a super large um you know pinterest account with tons of followers and even so it's like only a couple comments here and there yeah, like very, as the weeks go by yeah very passive but um it's, a, it's know, the quiet social media platform it's like people just like it's a library like i'm just trying to organize beautiful photos okay i didn't, <laughs> didn't want to talk you know, but um, when you, and each social network has their different etiquettes and things like that. You know, um, there's a new social network that everyone seems to be talking about like crazy, like the cool kids, right? It's like my I feel like the company behind it has just paid a ton of people to go and talk about it because my Facebook feed was just filled with people talking about Clubhouse, right? Now Clubhouse, I don't. They they have a lot of celebrities on there, so I'm sure that they paid some celebrities to go and hang out on it. But it's basically invite only, right? This is what Facebook did. It's the Facebook model. You be, you only allow a certain number of people in, and then it becomes invite only, right? It's Ooh, like the, the, it's the velvet, exclusive. yeah, the exclusive velvet ropes, right? And they're smart, right? They're they're doing it to uh, increase engagement. So um, you have to be active on there for a bit, 
and then they'll give you like another invite. You only get one invite at a time, and as you like, and get, then you can invite one of your buddies. Yeah, or yeah, and then you know, as you get more active and get more successful, they give you more invites to hand out, right, uh, and to encourage engagement. But basically, this social network is audio only, not recorded. It's like just real time. It's like going into a you know, walking. It, it's funny they organize things in rooms, so you can create your own room and just start talking, and then like people can like listen in and then like ask if they can raise their hand and join in on the conversation. And oh. yeah, so it's kind of like you're it, someone. Okay, it's like it's it's kind of like they're trying to emulate real world conversation, except. You just kind of walk by a room and you hear someone talking. You're like, I'm going to join in on that conversation, which isn't really how real world interactions often work. Uh-huh. But um, that's the idea behind it. Right. And it's going to probably attract like lots of um, business style people, right? People that are just trying to, you know, kind of cultivate an audience. Um, but a lot of people are also looking at it as like a benefit for, you know, if you want all of your followers to like be able to have conversation with you, like you can do it there. Right. And that's kind of the idea It's like a value add to your existing audience. I don't want to deviate too much, but what I'm getting at is it's a very specific social network that will appeal to a very specific kind of person. Right. Mm -hmm. And someone that will be their target market. Right. The, the, it's just the people hanging out on Clubhouse. Exactly. And that is that will be the social network that they need to be on to be effective, right? So what can you do, right? I like to give some actionable information for someone who's listening to this, right? Great. I understand demographics and stuff. I need to... Okay. Go to a college campus and start... <laughs> start telling people about toddlers. Giving out business cards. Right. So what you need to do is go to Google and type in social media... Uh, platform demographics, right? And you will find tons of articles that give you breakdowns of all of the major social networks, right? And who is on them, okay? And yes, you're going to see like Facebook's going to be like, it has everybody because like I said, five out of the seven billion people on this earth have a Facebook account. Fine. Um, so if you want to just go the easy route, go on there, find some groups, right? That's like the done and done. But if you really want to dig in, right? If you want to find um, a social network or find the social network that is probably fewer of your competitors going after your customers, then you should probably check out these demographic breakdowns and find out what's the effective social network to be on, right? You might be surprised, right? I was surprised when I found, I don't remember the number, so don't ask me, but I was really surprised at how many guys were on Pinterest, right? Yeah. Because um, anytime you see Pinterest talked about, um, it's always in the context of like stay at home moms, you know, stay at home wives and things like that. And um, there's actually a fairly good representative group of men on there. Um, I don't know what their interests are, but I can tell you that there are businesses that target men who are not on Pinterest and their target market is probably right there. Such low hanging fruit guarantee. Who would have known? Exactly. Right. And I know, is- I know Etsy. That's another one where it's like you, you assume it's only women. You know, but just today I actually received a gift from one of my male cousins. Yeah. And he purchased it on Etsy. Never would have guessed that he would be an Etsy shopper ever. You know, so these are things that you need to think about. Right. Um, And now when you when you go and Google, you know, social media platform demographic breakdown, um, a lot of that is going to omit things like like I said, Cafe Mom, right? That's probably not going to be on your list. So you might need to get more specific, right? Once you have kind of an, an idea of who your target market is, then maybe you want to go and you know, social networks for new moms or forums yeah. for new moms, right? Things like that. And then you start to find those really cool little 
you know, hole in the wall networks that everyone else is ignoring, all your competitors are ignoring that you can just go in and just, you know, have a great time. This reminds me of when you ran a coin holder business. Yes. And you you weren't on Facebook for it. You were on this like coin exchange forum. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and you even maxed out pretty much the sales you could get out of it. Yes. But, yeah. I saturated that forums market um, with so. Um, but you had no competitors. I had, you had all all the market share was yours. I did. I had the entire market share. So um, I, I there are these coin holders, right? So that you can protect your collectible coins, right? Silver, gold coins, things like that. And uh, there were the very special high end um, protectors for them. And no one on the forum was selling them. So I just went to a, I found a wholesaler and bought a whole bunch of them and then just set up shop because that forum had a buy, sell, trade area, right? Where you could just sell whatever. And so I just started selling these coin holders in there. And I mean, they were moving. They were, they were flying off the shelf. I mean, I was at the post office constantly filling their little flat rate boxes and sending out these coin holders. Right. And they, you know, I was able to charge a very good amount of money for them. Um, but it did get to a point because um, I was such a small little community there. Yeah, there's only a few thousand members that like anytime someone came onto that forum and said, hey, I need coin holders. They were like, go ask that guy. And they would always point them to me. Right. No problem. Um, but it did get to a point where everyone had as many coin holders that as they needed. Um, right. And so the, the sales slowed. So that was kind of a funny experiment. Right. You know, want to saturate the market. Um, that's exactly what I did, but it was a great time. Yeah, it, was, right? it was a real fun, you know, fun little chapter in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so many little like weird businesses that we've ran. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, identify that target market and find out where they're hanging out and you will have a much simpler time trying to, uh, sell your product or service. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of fearless together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.